Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Abigail Craw with the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness. Um, this is Repent North America, and right now we are featuring the Christian married women. I have with me my host. This is uh, Senior Pastor Gracie DePeron. And we are in the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness under the Archbishop Louis Lupo, General Overseer of North America, also under the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord, Elijah, the ones prophesied in the book of Malachi and Revelation chapter 11. And in this segment, we'll be looking at the Christian married women. It was a teaching given live on Jesus Lord Radio um, from James Chapter But we know that everything that is given from the radio of the Lord is the open portal of heaven. That anything that is given on the radio that has been taught, that is a teaching shared with us, it is from the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord themselves, dispensing it to the church, teaching us on holiness and righteousness. And so today we'll just begin with segment one. Hopefully this will be a continuous series about Christian married women. Blessed people, beloved listeners, once again, this is Jesus is Lord Radio, broadcasting live from Nakuru, Kenya, on 105.3 and 105.9 FM. My name's Bishop Joanne Mutai, and this morning, blessed people, we are all aware that very tremendous historic visitations of the Lord are now happening in the house of the Lord. I am certain by now you have watched this tremendous and most historic move of God, the tremendous visitation of the Lord, when God the Father, Jehovah Yahweh, revealed his two tremendous prophets and came all the way in his, in his dreadful, purest, whitest glory, the cloud of God, and settled upon the two dreadful prophets of Revelation chapter 11. To talk about this in the year 2019 is absolutely amazing. And to live to see this very shocking visitation happening in our time is very, very great privilege, beloved people. To see God the Father come and walk with the two tremendous prophets of the Lord. And you see the two dreadful prophets of Revelation as they move at the altar of the Lord. You see the dreadful pillar of the cloud of God moving with them. Meaning God is walking in our midst. The Lord has come down and is walking in our midst. What a mercy visitation that all of us must tap into to prepare the way and enter the kingdom of God. And that is why today I would like to address myself to the Christian woman in the family. The Christian married woman in the family. Today I'm led to speak to the ro- on the role of the Christian married woman in the family. What is her role? Does she have a role? We see the tremendous visitations of the Lord happening at this hour. But does she have a role? Does a Christian mother, a Christian woman in the family have a role? that she may be able to cause her family to benefit from this tremendous visitation and draw them to this, to tap this tremendous visitation at this hour and prepare the way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. But does she have a role? Blessed people, now in view of the gravity of the visitation, the visitations of the Lord that are taking place in the house of the Lord today, the tremendous historic visitation of the Lord that we now see happening in the house of the Lord. I would like to address 
myself to the Christian mother in the family. Christian married women today are Christian married women, are Christian mothers going to miss on the visitation, the greatest visitation in the history of the Bible because of the hassles and bustles of this life? Because of their cares that many times you find are not advancing the agenda of Christ in that family. And that is why today I'm led to address the Christian mothers in the family today. Christian mothers, Christian women in marriage today. Are you aware that there is a mega visitation of the Lord in the land? Are you aware that there is a mega visitation of the Lord in the house of the Lord today? The Christian mothers today. Are you aware that the angels of the Lord are in the land? Are you aware that the visitations of the Lord are here? Are you aware that the kingdom of God is near? Are you born again? I want to draw your attention to this. The Christian mothers, the Christian women who are married. There is a tremendous visitation of the Lord that is purging out sin. And there is no slight sin in the sight of the Lord. Are you going to miss out on the tremendous historic visitation in the entire history of the church that is happening right now because of what many call small sin this is the hour when Christians in all their works are working on their Christian lifestyle and salvation in regard to the tremendous visitations of the Lord in the land in line with the massive visitation of the Lord that the Lord is walking in the land the Lord is moving in the land the Lord is moving in the house of the Lord this is the hour to shine the light of Christ in Christian salvation more than ever before if the people in the days of Christ Jesus as he walked the earth before the cross when they saw the miracles and the wonders they believed in Jesus and changed their lives how much more then should you as a Christian mother today having witnessed the tremendous historic visitations of the Lord the mighty mighty miracles of the Lord in the land how much more light should you be shining as a Christian mother in your family? The Bible clearly says that the Lord Jesus, He is the light of the world. But He turned around and He said, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its, on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Have you as a Christian mother been the light of the world in your house? The light of Christ in your house, in your family? The book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 But before we read Hebrews Ephesians chapter 5 Is very ideal today 
in regard to the Christian mother at this hour when the Lord is visiting the house in a tremendous way. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 and on the Bible says to you as Christian mothers I'm addressing you today the Christian married women today the Bible says be imitators of God therefore as dearly loved children live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God Christian mothers verse 3 the Bible says but among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people nor should there be obscenity foolish talk or coarse joking which are out of place but rather thanksgiving verse 5 to you christian mothers today at this hour when the tremendous visitations of the lord are in the house verse 5 the bible says for of this you can be sure no immoral impure or greedy person such a man is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God let no one deceive you with empty words for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient therefore do not be partners with them for you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness righteousness and truth and find out what pleases the lord have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret but everything exposed by the light becomes visible Christian mothers today are you aware that this is the hour to walk in complete holiness righteousness and in the light Christian married women today have allowed sexual sin into their marriages and defile their marriages on a daily basis Some Christian women who are married are not even born again in their behavior. Some of you Christian mothers have even disconnected from your families and are still connected in your hearts, connected even physically to the evil immoral youth life that you lived before you got married you still have numbers of immoral youth boyfriends that you had in your immoral youthful life before you got married to your husband you are still friends with them on facebook on twitter on whatsapp once in a while you still receive text messages and exchange pictures was reminders of the immoral youth life that you lived texting him telling him do you remember and yet you are a christian a christian mother in this generation when the lord is visiting with a tremendous visitations in the house how possible is that How can that be? Are you really born again? Some of you Christian mothers who are married are still even talking and calling your youthful immoral boyfriends. 
Are you born again? In the face of such historic visitation of the Lord in the house of the Lord, you still find that this is still happening secretly. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, and this is an instruction in the Bible. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, He says, Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. The Christian married women today have defiled their marriage beds, they have defiled their lives, they are married, their marriages, they have defiled their families, and they have become the cause of di- divorce, the divorces that are rampant right now in the church because of their infidelity and unfaithfulness to God and to their husbands. But Christian married women today, are you aware that the visitation of the Lord is in the house? Will you miss the visitation of the Lord because of your unfaithfulness to God and to your husband? Because of the secret texts and and, and messages that you are sending still to the immoral boyfriends that you had in your youthful life, you never disconnected. You you never separated. You never got born again fully. You still have a place in your heart that is kept aside. Kept aside for the world. For the love of the world. For the luxuries of the world. For the pleasures of the world. And the desires of the world. Are you aware that there is a mega visitation that is preparing the church for the coming of the Messiah. Are you aware that the angels of the Lord are in the land? Are you aware that now we have seen the Lord come and settle upon His two tremendous prophets? Meaning, the Lord is in our midst. We are living literally in the eyes of the Lord. What secret is that you can keep away from God? Christian mothers today, are you going to miss the visitation of the Lord in the house that is preparing the church for the coming of the Messiah? Because of your unfaithfulness to God and to your husband. Christian married women today behave very badly in the sight of people. They have led a life that disregards the fear of God. A life that lacks the fear of God. Christian married women today behave very, very badly. If you take their phones, they always ensure that their phones have many passwords that you cannot get through. That the husband may not be able to get through. Because they are keeping some secrets. They still have pictures that... They had in their youth before they got born again and before they got married. They still keep them. They have not yet cut off with the world. They are still conversationing, some conversations, flirting with the boss at work or colleagues at work. And they are writing text messages to her and she doesn't want the husband to get to know. So she always goes with the phone to the bathroom. She cannot leave her phone on the table. If she does, she puts passwords that she changes every time. 
so the husband may not get to see and the husband is worried and wondering why is it that the wife is always very close to her phone the phone has passwords if she leaves it on the table she clears all the call logs some phone calls come and she cannot take the phone before people she walks very far away she picks the phone as she's walking and walks away away from the people away from the family away from the husband away from the children that nobody may get to hear that conversation Christian married women today is that salvation is that being born again where are the godly women of the bible today when the lord god is visiting in a tremendous historic manner like we see now christian married women are behaving as though the lord has not yet come and visited and done the historic wonders and miracles in our midst a christian mother has great influence and she can influence her family and her children to fear the lord to tap into this visitation and prepare the way and the entire family enters the kingdom of god as we heard the two dreadful prophets of the lord describe that entire family is entered but many christian mothers are at risk of being left behind like lut's wife like lut's wife was left behind when the family was saved a christian mother ought to be prayerful and steadfast in her christian salvation because she has great influence on the family on her children and her husband in her faithfulness she can influence all to pray to repent to live godly lives to be trustworthy to be obedient to god in their daily lives but where are the godly christian mothers of the bible today you find that christian mothers today are unfaithful to god and to their husbands and they lack transparency they are not living in the light they lack transparency in their christian salvation and in their marriages there are those phone calls that you some of you christian mothers pick and you run away you walk very far away because you do not want anyone to get to hear what you're saying and when your husband asks you that who was calling then you say it was the boss giving me instruction and the boss is calling every evening every late in the night and you're saying he's giving you instruction for work tomorrow that you're saying that it is just instruction for work and when the husband detects that there is a sinful sinful relationship that is happening there you become very very evil very arrogant and very very wicked unakuwa mkali sana you do not want to be asked it becomes war in the house is that a christian mother at this hour when the lord is visiting the house is that a christian mother when the lord is moving in the land when we have seen the tremendous angels walking in the land they have made their habitation on the earth are christian mothers going to miss out on the visitation because of what they call slight sin will god understand that you are a christian mother in the year 2019 and modernism is acceptable christian mothers today christian mothers today 
they lack transparency in their Christian salvation as well as their family life. Whenever the husband gives them money, perhaps for running the family, for paying rent, for running, buying food, you find a Christian mother is not transparent and is unfaithful. And will take some of the money sent to her friends, sent to her family. And when asked how much money is left, she does not explain or she says she has finished. Putting undue pressure on the family. Putting undue pressure on the husband's earnings. Christian mothers today, whenever they are doing business, running a family business, whenever they are asked how much is the family business bringing, you find they cannot disclose to the husband. They always say, Biashara Nimbaya, that the business is not doing well. When the husband wa- tries to ask, but how much are we making out of the business? Anakuam Kali Sana, she cannot be asked. Some Christian women today, Christian mothers today, you find that they are totally lack, they lack transparency. They even open, open businesses without the knowledge of their husbands. They are running businesses using proxies. They open bank accounts that their husbands are not aware of. Christian mothers today have bank accounts that their husbands are totally unaware of. They are running a total different disconnect, a disconnect life from the life of the family that the Lord describes in the Bible. Are Christian married women today born again? I'm asking you Christian mothers, are you aware that there is a mega visitation that is preparing the church for the coming of the Messiah? Are you aware that this visitation is about the coming of the Messiah? Hallelujah. So it's me, Pastor Gracie. Uh, the pa- the Lord. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. The message that we just heard about Christian married women was very powerful, a very sobering message, and it really struck home. And there's a lot of things in there that, you know, we could relate to as women, especially as Christian married women. You know, for instance, we hear about how when women are wearing their holy dressing, you find out that they are... Um, they're struggling to dress modestly and to dress holy and um, you know something that did shock me those are some of the more dressing to compete mm-hmm. and I just want to see your aspect and your point of view you know this whole um, this whole message that we're hearing that dressing modest dressing holy we understand we know it's something we should be doing but could you just exp- you know share what your takeaway was from this portion of the message Amen. Thank you so much, Senior Pastor Abigail. Amen. Um, I would just like to first read a scripture. Yes, please. That uh, that is well within the context of this this powerful, powerful teaching. So, if you turn with me, I'm going to go to the book of First Corinthians. Mm-hmm. We're going to go straight to chapter six. Mm-hmm. All right. And then once you're at chapter six, we're going to read verses 18 to 20. Amen. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Mm. This is very powerful because... Mm. After listening to that teaching, the entire teaching, you can find that women are involved in sexual sin. Mm. And it doesn't matter whether you're married or not. This is not, this is very common these days. It's the fall in the church. And that's why we need to bring repentance over these things. Mm. And, for example, the, uh, the women competing, who's dressing tighter? What a shocking and appalling thing 
something would even exist within the church. You know, when the Lord speaks, he's not speaking to those out there. He's speaking to the church. Mm-hmm. So that, that really shocked me that they're, that that's one of the problems that women are dealing with. And, you know, women also, they are getting attached to their, their bosses at work, their workmates at work. They're, they're you know, on the phone with their, with their boss, oh, telling their husband, oh, honey, I'm... Uh, we had to we had to cover some things for the job. I'm just dealing with business. You know, this is nothing. Don't worry. You know, but they're sneaking away to talk to their boss, and they're in sexual sin. So for me, it really just boils down to sexual sin. That that the women of this generation really need to repent, whether they're even Christian married women or even young women. That the sexual sin has got to stop. We will never ever see revival if we're always in sexual sin. Like we must come out of sexual sin and repent, so that the Lord can bring revival. Amen. That's very powerful, St. Pastor Gracie. Thank you so much. Um, what you said is very true. The entire message, one clear thread through all the problems of the Christian community was sexual sin. The your daughters were playing rugby and in, you know, I don't know if it's middle school, secondary school, and, you know, you're essentially raising them up to be lesbians. And mm-hmm. then you see also that, you know, as a m- mother, one of the things that were shared, that if you're not dressed holy, then how can you rebuke your daughter who's not dressing holy? also goes back to sexual sin um it really is the biggest the biggest um hurdle that we have to continuously strive for repentance the biggest hurdle for um you know how would you say this the biggest hurdle to the just what we need to really repent of it's the biggest mm-hmm. thing that everyone deals with we just need to repent of it because once you close down the door for sexual sin you close the door for everything else all other sins it's so much easier love of money idolatry they go hand in hand with sexual sin mm-hmm. um so on this topic that we have for the this overcoming sexual sin and then with the scripture that you even read in first corinthians chapter 6 from verse 18 on you know what would there be anything you could even share with these women as something to help them as a tip something to help them as like personal experience something that you can give them to help and share with them if you know for those that are listening and they want to get out of sexual sins maybe for instance we'll just do something very 101 holy dressing you know mm-hmm. mm, you know how would they even go about the process how would they even begin the process of repentance if you amen. Mind? amen so for the as far as uh dressing holy it is the biggest thing that women deal with honestly when they when they receive the lord because you can't even find holy dressing really like it's not manufactured it's not they don't even make it to be honest with you so uh the first step is you have to get rid of your old clothes you have to because you're propagating sexual sin when you're wearing that you know you're achieving you're accomplishing the devil's agenda when you're wearing that those immoral clothing and every woman knows exactly what she's doing when she puts it on uh, there's no excuses. Oh, I thought this looked good. Oh, I, uh, I don't know what you want to say or what lie you're telling yourself. Oh, I'm just trying to look cute for myself. Whatever, mm. whatever the lie is, no. It's sexual sin. You have to get rid of it. You have to dress holy. You, you dress for the Lord now. You don't dress for yourself. You don't dress for any man out there. You're dressing for the Lord. And uh, you don't want to stand before the Lord in a skimpy top and hardly dressed. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, no, nobody... It, like what a dreadful position to be standing before the Lord in such a condition. Nobody would ever want to be caught in such a horrific place. So you have to dress holy as though you're standing before the Lord because you are. When we live, we're living in the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> so I'll just uh, I'll just quickly read another scripture, Proverbs chapter 15, verse three. While we're there, Amen. And it says, "The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, mm. keeping watch on the wicked and the good." So this also is helpful when it comes to holy dressing. Like the Lord is always watching you. He's watching your dressing. He's watching you. We're living within the eyes of the Lord. So you want to be dressing holy. You want to be living holy. So for me personally, I got rid of all the clothes that I had. I, you, that's repentance. You're going one direction. You have to turn around and go the opposite direction. So I got rid of all my clothes. And um, then I started buying skirts, long skirts and not tight. You can't. You can't make it long and then say, oh, but let me make it tight. You mm-hmm. can't do that. So uh, loose, long skirt, uh, you know, turtlenecks for women with also cardigans. You put a cardigan over, you know, that's just kind of how you start out because there's many holy and modest coats in Kenya, you know, and they wear them all the time. But as far as, you know, we're in America, we have to, we have to, uh, what, we, we have to 
whatever we can access we need to we need to get it you know because not every woman like even knows how to get a holy coat from kenya right. you know and maybe it's not sustainable for them you know maybe you know there's there's many things that can transpire so really just uh get some turtlenecks get maxi skirts uh cardigans blazers and, and none of this can be tight for right. a woman you can't wear anything tight mm -hmm. so it's amazing that uh like what was in the teaching the the women competing who's who's dressing tighter that's nowhere in the bible that's not biblical that's not holy it's not righteous and um that's what i can say as far as personal experience what i had to do and uh you really just need to have the fear of the lord because the lord says in his word the beginning the fear of the lord is wisdom yeah. so you need to be wise and if you want to uh it's really just the first step that i can say like you have to fear the lord because always you're going to dress for mm -hmm. you fear the lord you know mm -hmm. because you you go through persecution you go through mm -hmm. trials because of dressing holiness um yeah so you, it, it's all about your relationship with the lord like you have to just look at what the lord thinks and what the lord says and just run with it if you can't care about because honestly the biggest thing is like caring about what people think public opinion you know uh, oh, what, what are my friends going to say when I start right. wearing a skirt? You know, that's what I, that's what I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, what are they going to think once they see me wearing mm -hmm. a skirt? Because, you know, once people see you wearing a skirt, it's like, okay, this is weird. Why do you keep wearing a skirt? That's what people usually think. That's what the flesh thinks. And you, you can't even you can't even consider their opinion. Mm. Because the mightiest, mightiest props of the Lord have said many times in teachings, the Lord has zero consideration for public opinion. Mm -hmm. He's God. And we're to be like him, so we're not to have any consideration for public opinion. Although it's the complete opposite of our fleshly nature, you know. So you just got to get rid of your old clothes, keep reading your word, mm -hmm. uh, get out of sexual sin. And like I just read in First Corinthians chapter six, verses eighteen on, you have to flee sexual immorality. You can't say, okay, but I don't have any clothes. Let me keep this top, and then I'll get a long skirt. So I'll wear, I'll, I'll keep like this tight top, but wear a long skirt. Like you can't. Uh, like but you have to distinguish holy from unholy you can't run with it like that so yeah that was i would say that's my personal experience and some helpful tips of how the holy spirit has helped me thus far amen what you're saying is very true blessed senior pastor the holy spirit does help us with all of these things and the distinguishing between the holy and unholy is like is the biggest factor it's like the biggest it's the most critical because you can't go to a person and ask them, you know, oh, is this holy? Is this not holy? When it's going to be the Holy Spirit you have to talk to and build a relationship with. And he'll be the one to tell you, like, little by little, okay, this skirt, like, for me, like, my closet's been through so many, um, how do you even say it? Like, it's gone through so many sessions of throwing stuff out. And, like, so many sessions of mm -hmm. um, changing and swapping out the clothing and finding stuff that was holy. And then, mm -hmm. Because you find out, okay, you got through the first step. You threw out your jeans. Yeah. To be honest here, there's women in the church wearing jeans. And there's women mm. in the church that are wearing shorts. They need to be thrown out. Just throw them out. And just do it over. Just do it once and throw everything out. And and then the shirts with the cleavage. Throw those out too, please. Precious people, just throw them out. Mm. And so, but we were going through that. And, you know, we go through the first the first like washing and first purification you're throwing out your jeans and then you're throwing out the shirts with the cleavage and and then you're starting to get the skirts and then sometimes you realize you realize okay the skirt's too tight or the shirt's too tight and so it's the holy spirit showing you those things and opening your eyes to seeing that okay this isn't right and i gotta throw this out again and get another one that's more holy and holy and more better and so then you go through this whole process because for me just recently found out like most of my skirts and stuff are see-through and you know they kind of cling to your form when you're walking and that's really hard to avoid but that's why you see the women wear the long coats in Kenya because it covers yes. the legs it really does do so much because the wind is just <laughs> yeah but um thank you for sharing very much about the holy dressing how you mm -hmm. went how it went for you Something that I want to touch on because we're on the subject of holy dressing, it's the biggest subject possible for women. Um, you mentioned like the public opinion, and for me personally, I also agree it's probably one of the hardest like, aspects of dressing holy was 
concerned about people's opinions, your friends' opinions, your coworkers' opinions, especially when you're in the workplace. Yeah. If you're in the workplace and you have a yes. high job position, you're getting paid a lot, people, you're reputable, especially as a woman, mm-hmm. they always expect you to dress in sexual sin because they expect that to be your job. You, you're expected to be the prostitute at the job just de facto they expect you to be flirting they expect you to be dressed mm-hmm. immodest immoral and it's your job essentially to be immoral to be flirting to be wearing lipstick and makeup and clothing that is slutty as is and it's the biggest hurdle do it first <laughs> um but going through that process you're mentioning it because you're talking about public opinion and you know it kind of is humiliating at first because the flesh is just being mm-hmm. absolutely crucified you know yes. but when you were going through the process what helps you when you're going through it like you said you get it's the fear of the lord really it is the fear of the lord and you know i just want to see a little bit more in, in depth in that this section of you know the dressing holy the dressing modest the repenting for immoral clothing and, and immoral living lifestyle like the public opinion is so big. It's it's really like the biggest reason why people don't just hold it because everyone does mock them, make fun of them, yeah. and it's humiliating. But like you said, it's a fear of the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's um it is a big hurdle that women have to go through and um oftentimes you see because of the persecution, you know, then then comes the apostasy. It's oftentimes when it happens is because of the persecution. So, um, again, you have to focus on what the Lord is saying because sexual sin is death, and to put it quite, quite Amen. plainly and clearly, like point blank period, sexual sin is death. It's not cute. It's not funny. Like you need to run from sexual immorality, and that's why in His Word the Lord says, "Flee sexual immorality." So get rid of your clothes. It's not a joke. Stop flirting at the workplace. Whatever you're doing, it's immoral. You know what it is. You know what you ought to crucify. Like, cut it out of your life. It can no longer exist because it's death. And the enemy will always try to deceive and make you think that mm-hmm. that it's a it's a small thing. It's not that big of a deal. He always tries to rubbish the ways of the Lord and the things of the Lord and the words of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it is death. The Lord says in his word that it's death. It needs to be... You need to flee from it. No boyfriends, no, uh, no, n- n- not even any, uh, you know, this uh, civil marriage, this, uh, uh, you know, oh, I have my fiance, so it's okay. Oh, I'm, wh- whatever it is, oh, I'm just talking to somebody. No, you cannot. Sexual sin is death. And the Lord has made that very clear throughout his word. You can see. Uh, with, with David, King David and Bathsheba, like death occurred mm-hmm. because he lost his son. Mm-hmm. His firstborn son died because of sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And you see all throughout the Bible, the Lord consistently speaks death to sexual sin. Mm-hmm. So it's not a small thing. It's not so much just as clothing. Yeah. Like this is a very real and a very serious mm-hmm. issue that has absolutely brought down the church. You can look at the church globally. It's brought down the church everyone's in sexual sin the pastors are in sexual sin the 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 sheep of christ are in sexual sin you know uh the worship team there's there's uh pregnancies in the worship team horrific horrific things going on and as a woman we need to dress holy you know men aren't like no one should be coming to church to look at you it's not about you Mm -hmm. it's not about like nobody wants to look at your legs people are trying to enter the kingdom of god like we, that's why we need to dress holy. Women have a very important role in the church. We have to we have to dress holy, and it's all about holiness. It's all about the kingdom of God. It's all about the coming of the Messiah. Like just rubbish the clothes and forget about them, because even as you become sanctified, the Lord will help you, and you'll start to love holy clothing, and you will love holiness. The more the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit fills your heart, like you you will love the things of the Lord, and you will hate the things of the world. And so it is for me. Like now, I, I hate like the immodest clothing, mm-hmm. and like uh, I could never imagine wearing them. I would just feel so exposed, and I would feel so naked, and I would feel like food for the devil. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but like now, I'm like dressed holy, so I feel like I feel safe. I mm-hmm. feel like uh, I don't want to use the word comfortable, but I feel uh, I just feel safe. Protected. I feel protected. You know, like because there like there are people out there in sexual sin you know there may be be like older men or even younger men still like leering at you Mm. even if you are dressed holy but the point is they can't see anything like Mm -hmm. they can't like there's there's 
the enemy can't point any fingers at you. Mm-hmm. The enemy can't can't gra- can't grab onto something and uh, and and mark uh, mark your garment black. He can't mm-hmm. paint you black because you're walking holy. You're walking righteous. You know, and it also gives you the opportunity you can rebuke others in sexual sin. You right. can help others that are dealing with sexual sin. Right. So, um, yeah, dressing holy is so much more than it may seem. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not about style. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a life from the enemy. It's not about style. Oh. Uh, caring about public opinion, mm-hmm. what are people going to say? Uh, because we all know we'll stand before the Lord alone on that day. It's it's not about that, like mm-hmm. you know. And because even as we listen to the Christian married women, like Christian married women are not dressing holy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you're married or not. Women are not dressing holy, so mm-hmm. they're they're still propagating sexual sin even within the church. You know, pastors' wives, mm-hmm. all these things. So, so as 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 Christian married women, we need to dress holy, even if you're not married. Mm-hmm. need to dress holy mm-hmm. and um, we're living in the eyes of the Lord as I said earlier there's no you don't want the Lord to see you naked like never mm-hmm. and, and that's really powerful thank you mm-hmm. a lot of things that you share there's a couple things I want to pull out um, the first thing that you mentioned was one of the first things well, you mentioned that we're in the eyes of the Lord it's very true the Lord's eyes are always on us and we're accountable for everything we do on that day there is a day there is a day of judgment where we will be accountable for all that we've done, all the things we've said, we've thought, and even the contemplations of our heart. You know, why were you wearing that, that outfit? Were you Amen. hoping for someone to lust after you? You know, we'll have that written down somewhere in heaven. Oh, my daughter, mm. you know, she wore this outfit. She woke up. Lord watches us as soon as we wake up. And he saw his daughter, and she contemplated what outfit she would wear. Is this one cute or... Well, this will make me look good and the Lord's watching and writing everything down he knows the contemplations of our hearts so we really need to be careful very careful with what we do mm. um but you also shared this is something you shared with me off radio we had talked i think it was just yesterday you know you're talking about dressing modest and dressing holy you know there's people that aren't so leering as much you feel safer you feel more protected it reminded me of a scripture um about the Lord's favor, like a shield about us, you know, for those that walk in righteousness and holiness. Mm-hmm. But you shared that when we're in sexual sin, for women that are in sexual sin, they suffer the consequences. There's actually a curse yes. in the Bible, and you can share with us. I think you mentioned it's in Leviticus, mm-hmm. and it mentioned literally that for those that are in sexual sin, adultery specifically, but the Bible mm-hmm. does say that if you just look at someone lust, then you've committed adultery. So. Um, but it was sharing about a woman and the test that they go through and if they've committed sexual sin then they have a miscarriage yes could you kindly please just share with us and read and even what the lord shared with you when you were reading these scriptures please amen thank you uh, senior pastor abigail so it's in the book of numbers and it's chapter five and first the lord talks about restitution for wrongs but then you get to a uh, a section and for me it has a subtitle it says the test for an unfaithful wife and it's very fitting mm-hmm. because we just heard the christian married women and mm-hmm. all the immorality that the christian married women are in today and these are the real consequences that exist mm-hmm. it's in the lord's word and the lord's not a man that he would lie he will fulfill every single word of this mm-hmm. and so uh the subtitle says the test for an unfaithful wife and the Lord begins to speak, and he's, he's speaking to Moses and saying what to do for the Israelites while mm-hmm. they're in the, in the camp in the wilderness. And he's saying that, um, I can just read a few verses because the word of the Lord. I'll start at verse 16. Um, I can actually start from verse 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If a man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to him, so that another man has sexual relations with her, and this is hidden from her husband, and her impurity is undetected, since there is no witness against her, and she has not been caught in the act. And if feelings of jealousy come over her husband, and he suspects his wife, and she is impure, or if he is jealous and suspects her, even though she is not impure, then he is to take his wife to the priest. He must also take an offering of a tenth of an ephah of barley flour on her behalf. He must not pour olive oil on it or put incense on it because it is a grain offering for jealousy, a reminder offering to draw attention to wrongdoing. The priest shall bring her and have her stand before the Lord. Then he shall take some holy water in a clay jar and put some dust from the tabernacle floor into the water. 
after the priest has had the woman stand before the Lord, he shall loosen her hair and place in her hands the reminder offering, the grain offering for jealousy, while he himself holds the bitter water that brings a curse. And uh, later throughout the chapter, well, throughout the next couple of verses, you'll see that this curse is a curse for sexual sin. It's the curse mm-hmm. for an unfaithful wife, an unfaithful mm. Christian married woman, Amen. and uh, just sexual sin, really, in, gen- in general. Um, he says, Then the priest shall put the woman under oath and say to her, If no other man has had sexual relations with you, and you have not gone astray and become impure while married to your husband, may this bitter water that brings a curse not harm you. But if you have gone astray while married to your husband, and you have made yourself impure by having sexual relations with a man other than your husband, here the priest is to put the woman under this curse, may the Lord cause you to become a curse among your people when he makes your womb miscarry and your abdomen swell. May this water that brings a curse enter your body so that your abdomen swells or your womb miscarries. Then the woman is to say, Amen so be it so then the lord even continues speaking and what the lord's telling us is that if the woman is guilty of sexual immorality then that curse is brought upon her and her womb will miscarry her abdomen will swell and that's very dreadful Mm -hmm. like there are real consequences for sexual Mm -hmm. sin this stuff is not a joke it's not about oh my boyfriend oh, you know, I'm just, like, flirting at the workplace. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. You know, my husband doesn't need to know about it. I can sweep it under the rug. I don't even like him like that. I don't know. Like, I'm just being friendly. I don't know. Whatever the, the apostasy of the day is, it's, like, the Lord, like, you have to go back to the word, Lord. What does the Lord say about mm-hmm. sexual sin? How does the Lord look at sexual sin? That's mm-hmm. how the Lord sees sexual sin. Like, mm-hmm. it's so critical. It is so serious. It is, like, it brings death. Mm-hmm. It brings death upon the woman, upon her womb. Her womb dies. Her womb Ugh. miscarries. Like, it's it's not a joke. It's really dreadful. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I think that the... I know that the women of today, the Christian mm-hmm. women, we mm-hmm. need to dress holy. It's not about competing who wears tighter, um, who gets more attention. Because oftentimes women do it for attention. Mm-hmm. They just want attention, and they realize, oh, this will get me attention. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's not important when it comes to like when death is out there mm-hmm. you know like like if, if you saw a woman you know dressed immorally like like this poor daughter of the lord doesn't she know like there's hiv in this world mm-hmm. there's stds in this world mm-hmm. there's there's a a bunch of horrific curses that come through sexual sin nothing mm-hmm. good comes out of sexual sin only okay. death Amen. so why would you play around with it it's not something to be played with not something to be handled. It's only something to run from. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Uh, you know, one of the things that, like you said, we really sometimes even do it just for attention. Something the nice prophets Lord shared that was so powerful and it's, it's so touching to me. They shared it. Um, I think it was on Friday's service or even Sunday, Sunday service. That for those women, you know, for us women, we look for attention a lot of the time this is how we're made we look for attention and you know we want to be comforted and we feel lonely and all of these things and so we do specific actions to get that attention that we want that we're looking for mm-hmm. and so you know the might possible way to share that the name of the lord is emmanuel which means god with us for those that are lonely mm-hmm. for those that are in need of comfort he is the comforter and for those that need delivered for those that are you know um they're dealing with demonic, de- um, demonic possession, then the Lord also is He that delivers. And so, and like you're saying, for those that are looking for attention, all of these things really, like it's such a lie of the enemy that you need to dress a certain type of way to get attention. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the Lord's attention that you really need the most, and He's the one that will give us the attention, the best attention that we would ever possibly need. Like, no man could ever fulfill that, no woman could ever fulfill that. Like, it's just been such a big lie in the U.S. and globally that the enemy has just, you know, tossed out there and been deceiving people with that, hey, you need attention from a man or, or a woman if you're a man, and that, you know, dressing a certain type of way will give you that and you'll feel better afterwards and that everything will be happy and well and you need some, like, it's just the constant lie that you need someone else to help make you happy and content and 
it's just a lot because you just need the Lord for all these things and mm-hmm. so much better like like you said like just the holy dressing you feel so much better the Lord protects you and you just do so much better like forget the persecution like that just it's a hallmark of Christianity like forget the persecution you know but It's just not the time for this stuff. Like the Messiah is coming, and it's really not the time to be fooling around. It really mm-hmm. isn't. Like with sanctification, is a lifelong process. You better get started now. Like there's no time for this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like forget the men, forget the clothing, forget how much you paid for the clothing. Cause some yeah. of us spent a lot of money on makeup and clothing, and we still threw them out. Like we had to throw them out. Cause mm-hmm. at the end of the day, all of these treasures of this world are rubbish compared to the treasure of heaven. So. You know, when we're talking about this, there's so many women that are not dressed modest, and yet they say they are part of the church, the ministry of repentance and holiness. They say they're tuning in. I find that kind of hard to believe. They're tuning in, yet somehow they're still dressing immodest. Um, and, you know, it's it's like very grieving. Even for me, I'm not the Lord. And yet the Lord looks at us as his bride. That scripture you're reading, plus um, Senior Pastor Gracie, in, in Numbers, the scripture that you're reading in Numbers, Senior Pastor Gracie, uh, it talks about the unfaithful wife, and yet the Mighty Apostles have taught us that the Old Testament, as severe as it is, the New Testament is a higher covenant mm. because it's paid for by the blood of Christ and not by the blood of the animals. So now, where before you are cursed with miscarriage or a barren womb because of unfaithfulness to your husband who is physical, now you're in the New mm. Testament and you look at someone as adultery, and your unfaithfulness in sexual sin is now not even unto your husband, it's also it's the husband is the Lord. We are the bride of Christ. We're supposed to be the bride of Christ, meaning that everything we do, we are accountable to the Lord. And the Lord looks at us, at us as the bride. Like we're the, uh, everything we do, we do unto the Lord. So if we are in sexual sin, we are being unfaithful to the Lord in sexual sin. And it's in Hosea. It talks about the unfaithful wife of Israel, and she's living her life as a prostitute, serving other idol gods. But, you know, for me, it really, really, really baffles me that how can you be in this ministry and talk a very good walk talk but you don't walk it like i don't know like i have a pretty good suspicious hunch that a lot of women on sundays they say they're coming in dressed holy modest now we're not meeting because of coronavirus but a lot of them come in on sundays and you start to notice a trend that they're always wearing the same outfit on sundays you know and you're like oh do they not have any other clothing that they wear for during the rest of the week Amen. and you really start to wonder okay so are they not dressing holy then and yet they come in dressed holy for just Sunday, but it's not just Sunday. We're supposed to be dressed holy for every day of the week, no matter where we go, where we are, even in our own house, our own homes. We shouldn't be just slopping on clothing. We should be really dressed modest, even within our own houses, within our own families, because we're before the eyes of the Lord, yes, and we're also in the eyes of men who we should not be leading to sexual sin. And so, I don't know, like, these people, like, they need to be dressed modest and holy, but it's near Pastor Gracie. Amen. I mean, yes, that's a very powerful point that you, uh, uh, it's actually a, a bit of a tragic point that you, you are saying, you're saying that, um, even within the ministry of repentance and holiness, you may find that, uh, everyone who claims to be born again is not really born again. Yes. yes. And, um, there is time for repentance and that's Amen. what matters, but you find that this even happens within the church. That's mm-hmm. why it's called Christian married women mm-hmm. within the church. Mm-hmm. That you must dress fully as a woman mm-hmm. and you what, what you find is a big struggle is when they go to work they wear a different outfit mm-hmm. and the lord the lord has mentioned many times within teachings the mightiest mightiest props of the lord they've said your calling is where the lord's placed you mm-hmm. when you're in that office that's the, that's the calling you have you need to evangelize to those people in that office Amen. you're not to be going there on monday with a mini skirt on when you were in church Sunday with a long a long holy coat on, with a long skirt, whatever it was you were wearing, it was holy on Sunday, but then when you go into the office, it's unholy. Mm-mm-mm. Like, no doubt you're not even talking about Jesus if that's your position at the office. You're not talking about Jesus at the office. You're not evangelizing. Basically, you are, you are uh, mm-hmm. virtually unborn again at the mm-hmm. office, but then you talk a good talk on Sunday, mm-hmm. and you're praising the Lord, and, uh, you know, this is, it's, it's really a shocker. It's it's the condition of the church right now, and we have to come out of these things. We have to come out of the apostasy. We have to come out of the sexual immorality that is the it, it's 
this whole generation has been consumed and destroyed by sexual immorality. The youth, the, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, just sexual immorality is everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. From the clothing to the movies to mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the the culture, mm-hmm. the everything, social media, everything mm-hmm. is just propagating sexual sin. Advertisements, uh, shopping malls, grocery stores. Uh, you know, you may buy something from the store and you realize it has like a woman on it. It's dressed immorally. It could be something maybe like food and it has like this, this, this woman on it. A naked like, man. Like there's yes. this pistachios where they have a yes. naked man. Like why? Is that not, ne- that's yes. not necessary? Yes. They, uh, it's, it's everywhere. Like oh. relatably, there was this, uh, it was like canned fish or something like that. And it had oh like a naked mermaid on it, you know? The like, bathrooms, the women wearing like, the skirts. Yeah. Even, even we become so numb to it and you can't become numb to sin you know you have to scream every time you see sin you have to scream every time you see see apostasy you know like it's just even the like you like you were saying the symbol for the women's bathroom oh my gosh it's got a woman a a woman in a mini dress yeah and you know you that's such a normal symbol we see all the time we wouldn't even realize oh this is not holy because it's just been in the culture it's like oh Mm -hmm. she's wearing she's wearing a short dress but that's not even what you're thinking you see it all the time so it seems normal to you Mm but it's it's really wicked what's mm. going on and we can't just listen to the message of the Lord we have to walk it because mm. you know many of these Christian married women they have children yeah how can you lead your children into righteousness if you're not walking right mm-hmm. I know you want the best for your children mm-hmm. so why don't you lead them in that way Amen. it's a very serious thing going on mm. and and no one's going to carry this rev- revival for us we have to walk it we have to take this message we have to pick up our cross it's in the book of Luke uh, chapter 14 verses 25 mm-hmm. and on 25 to 35 it's it's the message pick up your cross it doesn't feel good nobody likes you i'm not gonna lie to you nobody likes you nobody likes holy dressing and it doesn't even matter uh it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter even what you look like nothing matters once you start preaching holiness nobody's going to like you yeah unless someone that person wants to enter the kingdom right. of god whoever wants the kingdom of, whoever wants to enter the kingdom of god they will be drawn to you they mm-hmm. will be you know they'll want to hear more mm-hmm. but as far as the flesh the flesh will always recoil from holiness the lord tells us in his word you know the flesh is hostile to the spirit and mm-hmm. the spirit is hostile to the flesh so these things we shouldn't even be dressing immorally at the workplace mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can't be a different person on Monday than you were on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And this has consistently been rebuked by the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord. Why are we going to the workplaces virtually unborn again? So then we're appearing, you know, just st- 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 stop the pretense on Sunday. It's Amen. 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 That is true. Uh, as a woman who has gone from the Sunday services to work dressed modest and holy, it is pretty humiliating at first, I'm not going to lie. It is pretty humiliating, but it's eternity that's at stake you know and who cares about our pride pride will just take us to hell anyway so humility is good um i did realize that there was this constant battle that you go through where you are fighting the enemy and fighting the pool of the world to fit in to be liked to um be like everyone else not really to stick out so much in the ways of like holiness you know you don't want to be that 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 odd person that's wearing holy clothing like i still remember times where i would be working and i worked at a deli for a little bit but i would literally step out from behind the counter like everyone would treat me normally when they saw me from like my shoulders up because that's all i could see behind the counter but once i stepped out from behind the counter and they saw my skirt that's when i would really find out okay who was really your friend then you know because right because then people would be like <gasps> like you could just see spiritually people would be so aghast that you're wearing a skirt like they've never seen holiness before you know mm-hmm. and, and it is really rare people don't wear modest clothing at all you know it's very rare but it was like okay yeah this is pretty tonguing to my flesh because people are recoiling this strongly but it was really helpful too because when there were men that were trying to like open up doorways of sexual sin and try to talk and whatnot and i was like <laughs> let me just step out from behind this counter and i just stepped out and like that was it like the guys were like completely repulsed and they're like oh, you know because yeah. you're wearing holy clothing but I, I find it to be very beautiful it's true yeah. what you said that once you really start talking in the flesh and the spirit is stronger than the flesh it really is so happy the spirit of the lord is so happy to be dressed holy and modest and you're just yes. so pleased to be dressed holy and modest and you know it pleases the lord the lord talks about it all the time and you don't even have to evangelize the way that you typically would like oh you have to force yourself to say something i have to 
forcefully evangelize, you know, when right. you can literally just be walking down the street and people see you guys are holy and modest and it's a rebuke because no one else does it. So they know obviously that these are the people of the Lord. They know something's different. So yes. for everyone that's walking by you, they know that it's something about the tells them like, okay, this is if I want to go to heaven, this person probably has some answers. Like I could go ask them what ministry they're part of. And yet if they walk by them, that's on them. On that day if they Stand when they stand before the throne of God, and if they're not in righteousness and holiness, the Lord is asking them, "Did you not see my daughter walking righteous and holy?" You know that would be, I don't like if I was ever in my position, if I ever had, oh I don't know, that would be so horrible. Like, it would be so horrifying to be standing before that white throne, and the Lord saying, "Did you not see my daughter? I saw my daughter. She was dressing holy and modest, and yet you ignored it, or you mocked it." And it's like, holy just for something like clothing we cannot go to hell for clothing and for public opinion we cannot we cannot also senior pastor gracie i just want to thank you so much for joining us and for even sharing the very beautiful scriptures in numbers the scripture mm-hmm. in first corinthians you know first corinthians chapter six is very powerful it's very powerful it's what everyone really needs to memorize mm-hmm. to flee from sexual sin it's almost everything because once the door of sexual sin is closed all the doors are closed nothing it's like sexual sin. They just close the door on sexual sin. Everything else gets closed. It's so powerful to close it. But thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you.